This episode of Atomic Geekdom is brought to you by PennantChase.com, the home of free baseball simulation leagues. Sign up today and join a variety of leagues featuring every player from the history of Major League Baseball. Thanks and enjoy the show. the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave, and joining me today is JD. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, joining us for his second time is Danny. Hey, how's it going? Maybe this time you'll sound a little smarter. Oh, no. <laughs> I guarantee I will not. <laughs> and our special guest tonight is Matt from the Two Broke Geeks Podcast. How you doing, Matt? Hello, I'm good. Awesome, awesome. Before we start talking about all things Avengers Age of Ultron, um, Matt and myself have a little announcement. I'll let Matt talk about it because it's uh, it's all about him. Oh, yes. Well, um, I do, like Dave said, I do the Two Broke Geeks podcast, and I've been doing it with my friend Justin, who unfortunately couldn't be here tonight for the past uh, almost two years now. I just realized that the other day, and uh, <laughs> Dave the other day. Uh, said to us, you know, would you guys like to join up and join forces? You can use our website to host your show and post articles and whatnot. And so I guess we have a network now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're moving to Bro Geeks. I, we just moved all our episodes over to the Atomic Geekdom website. And uh, they're there right now if you want to check them out. There's 24 of them. And uh, hopefully they'll be back up on iTunes and Stitcher and all that shortly. Uh, they used to be. But, uh, you know, you got to resubmit when you move them to a new website. So hopefully they'll be back soon. Yeah, hopefully by the We're time. pretty excited. Yeah, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, you can just pop over and subscribe to Two Broke Geeks on iTunes or Stitcher and listen to that. Yes. Uh, wow, that was podcasting history, guys. Uh, we just heard podcasting history. Just as easily as I hired you, I can fire you. Uh, I, know. I know, but I'm also, I think I'm allowed to make a joke. Thanks. Uh, uh, no, as we've learned from Twitter, you're not allowed to be funny ever. Oh, no. crap. It's okay. Oh, that's right. I did learn that. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Um, but today, uh, yes, and we're very happy to have the two broke geeks with us, uh, and it's mutual relationship. Yes. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I know Matt does a lot of, uh, cool action figure stuff and, um, kind of looking forward to seeing what he does with some of the pictures he takes. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I just finished up an article about action figures and it's, it's going to have some pictures in it. So I got to finish taking pictures to go along with the article and it will be the first thing I write for the website or first thing I submit for the website. So sweet. You might be, yeah. you might beat JD with his, with I might. his Avengers article. Oh, well, it's cool. not just, not just JD. It's also Jenny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So if it is late, we'll blame Jenny. I will too. Or, yep. Cause, because we don't like women. We hold what? Them, Come we, on. We strictly hold them down. No. <laughs> that was sarcasm. I, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to talk about Avengers Age of Ultron, and we're kind of going to get into the chaos that is uh, the Joss Whedon Twitter situation that's kind of sprung out of the movie itself. 
But uh, uh, Matt saw it the night it came out. Uh, Danny, mm-hmm. when did you when did you get to see it? I saw it on Friday. Friday, I saw it Friday as well. I think JD saw it the night it came out too. Yeah, I saw it like Wednesday night at, or Thursday night at like eight or something. And that is yeah, why. That's, yeah, that's why JD wasn't with us on the geek out. So it's it's all good reasons. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> all right, uh, let's just kind of jump into it. Well, first, let me say. Let me ask this question, and you guys can think about it for the, the remainder of the show, and we'll, talk, we'll come back to it. Um, be thinking of what are your, your top three Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not you know, take out Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and X-Men and all that stuff. Strictly Marvel Studios. Um, and then we'll come back to that at the end. Mm-hmm. And kind of see where Age of Ultron falls into there. But going in, how excited on a scale, excuse me, 1 to 10, where were you on this movie? Um, we'll start with you, J.D. Uh, I thought the concept was really cool. I don't really read a lot of Marvel comics, but I was like, oh, like Tony Stark creates and really like powerful artificial intelligence that tries to take over the world. That's sick. <laughs> like, I thought it was super cool. Yeah. Um, as someone who knows the comic book history, I know you do, Matt. What did you think mm-hmm. of, of, of going into it before you saw it? What were you thinking? Well, I only watched the the first two trailers. Uh, I decided to uh, stay away from TV spots and everything like that. So going in, um, I would have been more excited if I hadn't started reading negative things about it uh, because I thought those first two trailers were good. But then I read a whole bunch of people talking about all the other TV spots and stuff and um, – so I went in still pretty excited, hoping, you know, just what I had read was from people that didn't like Marvel movies. And, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now is that's how <laughs> I went in, was fairly excited. All right. Danny? Um, I was pretty excited. Maybe at eight. I don't know. Going off the like the tail end of Guardians of the Galaxy, which was just great um, to spoil a little bit of my top three, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was I was pretty excited. Um, so I, I only saw one trailer. I, I've been trying to avoid as many trailers as possible before I go to see a lot of movies, especially uh, comic book movies, because they they <laughs> tend to show you know the best parts because they got to get people to buy tickets. So I get it, but it doesn't mean I have to watch it for sure. And I would say yeah. I would say I don't know. You guys would probably agree. I mean, especially you, Matt. I think uh, this was one of the most over marketed movies I have ever seen. Uh, I, I, like I said, I avoided everything, but from, from what I read, there was a ton of mark, like they were, they were releasing scenes from the movie online. Uh, every time I turned around, somebody was talking about a new TV spot. I, it was, it was really hard to avoid. I think it was way over marketed. Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, scary because you don't want to flood the market with all these commercials pretty much showing you the entire movie they did a good job i mean i I went in seeing most of that stuff and still had a good time watching the movie so let's uh let's dig in um i guess your your thoughts on the movie like do do you want to go over the plot for everybody that's listening and before we start it's going to be spoiler heavy so if you have not seen this movie you might want to come back after you saw it uh we're going to talk about everything including how thor dies um, he dies hard. Oh, oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, let's, uh, I mean, it's okay. You got to start with, it's a Joss Whedon written and directed movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to hit off the bat. I know Matt is not a Joss Whedon fan. Mm-mm. Can I ask, 
Can I ask oh, why? Sorry, I got. Sorry, I had a mouthful of water. No, I no. just. Oh, I just thought um, you. I thought that was so satisfying to say you weren't a Joss Whedon <laughs> fan. It's like, oh. <laughs> no, no, I was <laughs> trying to. I was. I was trying to talk around taking a sip of a drink. Um, <laughs> I just don't. He, he he doesn't click with me. I've seen two things that he's worked on that I thought were you know exceptionally good. Uh, Toy Story and Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog, and other than that. Uh, I, he, he, his tone is just not my, uh, not my thing. I guess the the way his characters always tend to to talk and to relate to what's going on around them seems uh, forced in a lot of ways, especially in the original Avengers. Uh, and I can talk more about that later. Uh, I just think, not that I have any kind of aversion to humor in superhero movies, I certainly don't, but a lot of the way I find Joss Whedon to write humor seems less natural than it should. Okay, that's fair, and you know, it's okay to not like Joss Whedon, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. The the hordes of geek fans aren't going to attack you. They might, I don't <laughs> they know. Might. I can't, I can't yeah, speak they for might. all. I, I'm, I'm holding back a bit of rage right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh. I, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore Joss Whedon fan Spend, since Buffy, and you know, I, I, for me, I feel like he can't do any wrong, in my opinion, and that's, you know, the rose-colored glasses of enjoying everything he's done so far. Um but that's not to say he's not – some people can't like – you know, don't have to like him, and that's fine. Um, so, yeah, going in, it's a Joss Whedon movie. So, like you were saying, the dialogue is very Joss Whedon-y. Mm-hmm. Um, you can feel the humor and the and the dialogue and pretty much everything that was said. And you, I think, if, for me, I could tell when it was a Marvel-forced story or arc or idea mm-hmm. and to where mm-hmm. it was a Joss idea. Um, yeah, I could relate to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know. I you know, can see the little threads. And you're just like, oh, I know what he likes to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of the humor, I think, is all is kind of Joss fed, and then the storylines are are going to be Marvel fed. And he he's admitted, and he was not happy with the way things went. Um, as far as working with, not I would say not happy. He was they left. He left amicably, and he's not going to do it anymore. Right. Um, but it, you could tell he was worn out with the quote unquote corporate gig. Um, he probably doesn't want to do the big studio movie anymore because he would have stayed on to do Infinity, uh, Infinity mm-hmm. Wars if that was the case for sure. Um, all right. So the the plot of the story basically, uh, and JD kind of touched on it with the uh, Iron Man and or Tony Stark and Bruce Banner kind of invent this this AI to replace the Avengers, essentially make it so that there's peace on earth is the, the, the tagline that, that yeah, I actually have one question. Cause I, I, I only skipped one Marvel movie and the shame on me for doing that. That's my fault. But, which, um, which one? Uh, Captain America, the winter soldier. Oh! I, I know. I know. That's, <laughs> that's all I've heard. I, I'm just behind. I'm, I'm working on it. Right. Um, so like, I don't like, they just bring that up as if it's like a thing. I had no idea what they were talking about. Like, I, I was just like, wait, what's the Ultron? Like, wh- when did they establish that? Was that Iron Man 3? Ultron has never been... Uh, this movie established Ultron. So they just mm-hmm. casually be like, hey, man, remember when we were doing that stuff? Like, that was the... That's that's all that was then? Well, I think when they were referring to it later in the movie, it was towards the beginning of the movie, uh, is what he's referring to. And then they had the... He created the Legion um, suits, which are kind of AI and peacekeepers in a way. 
but he needed something more. Okay, yeah, because I don't really, I didn't really remember too much about like Tony Stark being so interested in creating this giant, massive AI thing. No, I think that like, started. It started in this movie. Okay, I'm just um, making sure I didn't miss like a short or something somewhere. But I think I think it stems from <laughs> Iron Man three, from him kind of quitting at the end. Right. Um, okay. At the end of Iron Man three, you're sort of left late th- thinking, is he retired? Is he done? Um, but then he's, you know, we see him back fighting with the Avengers. Uh, pretty much instantly in the movie. Uh, I don't know. Do any of you watch Agents of Shield? Nope. No. No. Okay. So no. they just, <laughs> just like the the last year with Winter Soldier, which Danny did not see, which we are going to say that repeatedly tonight. Um, All right. Yes, good. That's good. That feels good. <laughs> uh, so uh, they they led into Age of Ultron, which was pretty cool. They they kind of talked about the the Baron Strucker uh, experiments and trying to create the the what do they call them enhanced. Um, uh, people, uh, and we, we learned in that episode before even Age of Ultron started that only two people survived the experiments, and that was the, the, the twins, they called them, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. uh, which if you read the comics, you know that those are actually mutants, uh, but, you know, because... Yeah, Fox, they're X-Men, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. they're, they're also mm-hmm. Avengers, um, but uh, because Fox owns X-Men, and the, I guess that means by by some factor they own the word mutant, they're not allowed to say mutant and they can't have any tie to the mutant community or Magneto who was their father. But then I'm going down a pretty bad rabbit hole here. They've since whitewashed that from, from Marvel comic books. And now he's not their father. Uh, they said it was a, a horrible prank played on Magneto to make him think he had family, but he doesn't. Um, and now they're just, they're just these enhanced uh, people that were experimented on with them, alien technology Pretty much, if you just the Inhumans, you want to you want to be thinking Inhumans mm-hmm. um, is what's going on on Agents of Shield right now. Uh, so basically, the movie starts with the Avengers attacking Baron von Strucker's compound, where they have the the last of the Hydra uh, technology and the the uh, the technology that they get kind of captured or acquired from the attack on New York from the first Avengers. So they've been kind of just striking at these base, these Hydra bases, trying to essentially cut the head off Hydra. But as we all know, you cut off the head of Hydra, two more grow back. So mm-hmm. right now it's, it's Strucker and uh, I forget the name of the other guy, um, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, so those, those, they're, they're attacking the base and we get to see the, the witty banter and um, all of the, the cohesion, so to speak, that we've come to know and love, but with our Avengers, and they drop little subtle hints as to what's been happening in between, like the creation of the Hulkbuster suit. They mention it. Uh, was it called Veronica? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Hulk, and and then there's a there's a relationship now between Hulk and Black Widow, where she's kind of his handler, and she can kind of control him. And then uh, some more humor as to Captain America being old and not liking bad language, which is a, a thread that follows throughout the movie and totally a Joss Whedon thing. Um, Mm -hmm. you could feel that all the way through. So what did you guys think of the, uh, the, just being thrown right into it? You're, you're with the Avengers fighting these Hydra soldiers and just pretty much killing everything in their way. It seemed like to me, uh, I'll start with you, Matt. Um, I liked it. I don't mind a cold opener. I thought it was fun. Actually, (laughs) it was a great little action scene. Okay. Danny. 
Uh, yeah, no, there's that's what one of my favorite parts about this movie is. There's that's that's the stuff that feels the most comic booky about it. Is they just they just they they're like you know what who these people are. We're like it doesn't matter. Just just that you know they're doing something and you'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> and and I like that about it. Yeah, yeah, they, like, as, they the amount of trust you know. Right, mm-hmm. they, they don't assume mm-hmm. the audience is dumb. They just assume they're going in with an intellectual. Uh, they know the characters, like you said, uh, JD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really liked it. I thought it was super, like, it was a really fun way to, like, start off the movie. And it honestly had one of my favorite scenes where it's slow mode to all of them, like, in a row, like the Avengers do. And I thought it was awesome. See, I hated that. Really? That part. I love the beginning. Like, it was super cheesy. Don't get That's me what wrong. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they slowed down and then, like, Black Widow was thrown from her motorcycle or whatever and... Yeah, or Captain America it was, was the cheesiest. <laughs> yeah, that's really cheesy in the beginning, uh, but like that's they do it again, kind of later, and it works way better. Well, they do the the, uh, the the Michael Bay spin around camera where they go all the way around the room. I didn't mind right, that, but that I didn't think Michael Bay when they did that. No. I, I thought like you know, big two page splash panel comic book pages where like everybody's fighting all at once. That's, sure, that's what that 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 felt really cool to me. That see that one wasn't so hokey to me. I like that one. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's just me. Anyway, uh, so then that's from that is where we kind of get the like. We get to introduce the, the the two new people to this universe, and that's Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Um, I'm surprised at how little reaction I've seen on Twitter to, uh, you know, X Men did it better with Quicksilver. Um, what did you guys think of? First of all, did you guys all see Days of Future Past? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. I loved Days of Future Past. <laughs> I just watched yeah. it the other day, actually. Awesome, Danny. You saw it. Yeah, no, I didn't see no, that. No, that's one. okay. That's okay. So this question is not for you. Um, okay. Were you swayed somehow in your opinion of Quicksilver based off of that movie, or were you able to enjoy it separately, Matt? Um. Uh, I guess I was swayed a little bit by my enjoyment of Quicksilver in that movie, but uh, the second time I saw the movie, the first time I saw it, but then the second time I saw it, I was like, ah, it's a pretty different thing, and I, I can take them at different uh, face values. Sure, sure. Like his comic book origins, he has the accent. Uh, yep. he's, he's still just as playful and fun as you expect him to be from the books. Um, and cocky and arrogant. Uh, JD, what did you think? Uh, I really liked him in Age of Ultron. Like, honestly, my favorite part of the movie was that dynamic between him and Scarlet Witch. So, or one of my favorite parts. See, my, I think they did really well. Yeah, yeah. My favorite relationship was Hawkeye and Quicksilver. Uh, mm. I, I thought it was funny. I, I liked Hawkeye kind of walking alone saying, you know, no one would know. I could kill you right now type of thing. Like, it was, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, I like that, too, because it was funny, but I, I like his relationship with Scarlet Witch way more. It's a much more effective relationship, in my opinion. It actually shows Hawkeye be, like, somebody. Yeah, I want, I want yeah. to get Yeah, I want to get to that, because that was extremely important, and I really yeah. I really like that scene. It's a great um, scene. And we'll, we'll get to that, because that's near the end of the movie. Uh, we're not going to go through the whole movie. We're just kind of getting the introduction to Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver. Uh, twins, we've talked about that, the Maximoff twins. Um... Did you think they fit well into this? They started off as the villains. They're upset. Their origin story is essentially uh, their 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 country was was attacked, and a bomb hit their house, and they killed their parents, and they were stuck in the building waiting to be rescued, just staring at another bomb that was about to go off, 
with the word Stark on it. So they blame they grow up blaming Tony Stark for the death of their family and for 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 essentially killing them um, mm-hmm. and their future. So now they're trying to get back, and that's why they they volunteered to be experimented on by Baron von Strucker, and they you know they gain these powers, and then they they effectively are the reason why Ultron is made. Scarlet Witch makes Tony see his worst fear. And that's him living, but the rest of the Avengers dying. Uh, but for some reason, mm-hmm. he's still alive. So he's got this this survivor's guilt. Um, and so now he needs to make world peace. He needs to end it so that they can all live. Uh, that's the driving factor for him for creating Ultron, which is supposed to be this global peacekeeper to protect them from aliens, not so much to protect them from themselves, essentially. Uh, so Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are pretty much to blame for, for Ultron in, in that sense. So they start off as the villains of the movie, which I thought was cool. What did you guys think? I'll start with Danny. Um, as the them as the villains? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like kind of a cool like throwback to like 80s action movies in general where it's like it's us versus the Russians, man. Um, <laughs> like it was a re- real red dawn type of thing. But uh it, it, I I I didn't I didn't like them as a villain as honestly as as much as I did. I did really like Ultron because <clears throat> I I like the personality of Ultron a lot. Uh, he's he's kind of crazy, and he feels very much like Tony Stark in a way because he is technically a creation of Tony Stark. Um, so I found him a much more dynamic and interesting villain okay. than Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Sure. I like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver once they kind of transitioned. I think what – yeah, and I'm not saying that Ultron is not the villain of this piece because he's in the title. Uh, yeah. Clearly he's the bad guy. It is his age after all. <laughs> it wasn't very long. Um so yeah, I like the dynamic of them starting as villains though, and starting as the bad guys and having to kind of redeem themselves before the end, but they, they really didn't need to. Uh, what did you think, Matt, of having them be the bad guys to introduce them? Um, it was fine. Um, I didn't see any reason necessarily to, to do it, but there was also no reason not to do it either. Uh, the role they played in the film could have worked out, Either way, especially since when they turned, it was very sudden and very um, not questioned, really, (laughs) by the rest of the Avengers. So, you know, whatever. Uh, That was fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They they, Essentially, they they stopped doing what they're doing with Ultron because Scarlet Witch can't read Ultron because he's AI. And eventually, he's building this body for himself with the help of the infinity stone that's inside of Loki's uh, scepter. And once that's kind of infused and he starts to upload himself, she can then read his mind and she sees what he's going to do. And that's when they kind of decide, Hey, whoa, this isn't what we signed up for. Um, Yeah. And that, that ended up being one of the weaker parts of the movie for me. Yeah, That's like Uh, that whole part like that. And also like the creation of an entire character, the movie is entirely contingent upon this like thing they introduce like in the third scene to like recreate skin, and then there's that line that is very pointed and like and I, and I had noticed it and I'm like oh that's not gonna yeah like that's not gonna come back. Uh, it was the part where the, like the the doctor I can't remember her name like it was a female doctor or whatever. Um, the she comes back one. later. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, she uh, she's like. She's like, back in the lab, we have the arc or whatever the thing is called. I can't remember the device's name itself. Um, and that can do an entire thing in like 20 minutes. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's going to come back at some point in this two and a half hour long movie. They of did course. Kind of, yeah, they did kind of use it as like a throwaway line. Like, oh, yeah, we have this thing. But well, we'll get we'll get back to that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, whatever. This grows skin, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Well, we're trying to heal somebody. Uh, we're not going to use this though. Yeah. Um, um, JD, what did you think of them being bad guys? Uh, you probably have the the least knowledge of those guys. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought they were one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like them and Ultron, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. While I do feel that like the switch was like super sudden, like I still like. I didn't really care because I really liked them as characters. Okay. Kind of deal. And the name of the doctor is Dr. Helen Cho. Dr. Helen Cho. All right. Uh, um, yes. So, okay, we'll come yep. back. We'll come back to the twins a little later, but we also got introduced to the idea, kind of reintroduced, I guess, to the idea of Wakanda and vibranium. Uh, the importance of that is vibranium is what uh, Howard Stark used to make Cap's shield. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, pretty much indestructible, which we've seen numerous times when Cap fights. Um, we also saw in this movie for the first time the the way Cap re- recalls his his shield. It's not a boomerang; it's actually got a, a little device that makes it come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to see that for the first time. But vibranium and Wakanda. The the importance of that is for an upcoming movie and an upcoming character is that's where we get Black Panther from, um, and everyone's real excited for that. I've never been a Black Panther fan just because I've never read it. But it's still exciting to have mm-hmm. new new characters, bigger in the universe, and uh, the you know the the tagline is it's all connected. So mm-hmm. um, so we'll, we'll, we're eventually going to go back to Wakanda, Wakanda, however you want to pronounce it, and where it is, we're going to see him in Civil War. So um, yes, yeah, he'll be in it, and that's uh, we're two movies or one movie away. We got Ant Man yet, and then Civil War next spring um, to to kind of go up against Batman versus Superman. Um, so okay, so we go, we get to Wakanda because uh, Ultron's been created now, and I'm kind of glossing over some parts, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> Ultron's created in a very cool scene with a broken down, um, not Tony, St- not Iron Man suit, but it's one of the the Legion suits that was destroyed in the attack on Bear Mount Strucker's base. Oh yeah, very creepy. In a scene that right. made no sense, by uh, the way. Yeah, but it was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like it was very no, effectively creepy. Like you mean the, yeah. the party scene going into it? Yeah. Well, no. Okay. I, I, His actual we're getting, scene. We're getting into a part here that was one of the weaknesses of my of the movie for me, where you know, uh, right before the party, uh, Tony and Bruce leave the lab and have absolutely made no progress on the Ultron project. They are nowhere close to creating Ultron, and then Ultron blinks into existence, seemingly out of nowhere, and then. Uh, is confused and whatever and proceeds to in a scene that went by way too fast, make up his mind about what he thinks, but doesn't really explain what he thinks to anybody, which we find out far too late in the film that he feels this way, that humanity needs to be uh, rendered extinct. Although they should have said that much sooner and explained why he thinks humanity should be rendered extinct. So the whole uh, one of my huge problems with this film was the way it was edited. It was uh, sloppy, and you could tell that this movie, when originally put together by Joss Whedon, was a three-hour movie because huge bits just seemed to be missing everywhere. It jumps around from here to there, and some scenes go by too quickly. And so the whole creation of Ultra... When he walks out in the suit is one thing and says you're all killers and whatnot, it's it's a good scene, but the scene right before that where he's interacting with Jarvis makes almost no sense. 
It's right. also a very interesting scene cinematically where you're just having two balls of light and information <laughs> just interacting with each other for an extended mm-hmm. period of time. Right. It's set an odd precedent. It's just like, oh, great. We don't even have, need to have actors like on screen anymore. We could just have balls. Mm-hmm. The dream of the Phantom Menace lives through that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, strictly green screen and voices. Not even uh, green screen. It's just like it, it's all, it was all CGI. It was great to watch in 3D because it was basically a Pixar scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then bef- even before that, you got a nice uh, like a training montage of them trying to create Ultron. Uh, yeah, that was great. That was kind of bizarre to me. It felt really yeah. out. Of, it felt really out the, of place. It's, it's a lot it's of things odd. in this movie. Yeah, oh, right. Go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of the, the pacing is very strange in a lot of parts, and it has that Looper moment at one part where they literally go to a farm like they did in Looper, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and then it's just like everything kind of slows down again, and uh, and and that seems to be something that happens pretty frequently in these two and a half hour long movies. That happened, I think, twice in Iron Man three. Uh, mm. Yeah, I would agree. Iron Man three for me is the weakest Marvel movie. Uh, that's just for me. Um, I don't know. I thought Iron Man two was pretty bad. Iron Man Two is really bad. I don't like Iron Man Two. <laughs> All right, that's this is for the end of the show. We'll do. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll fine, okay, fine, yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> but Iron Man Three is a great sequel to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. Anyway, uh. So let me start by saying Wakanda. I. Really, no, 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 no. I know where I'm going. No. I know. Where I'm going. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but that's okay. It's a sequel. It's not supposed to be as good as the first one usually. Uh, Empire Strikes Back being the kind of the the anyway. Um, that's just opinion. Godfather Two. Yeah. Anyway. The Dark Knight. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep all proving right. them wrong for a little while. Those are the exceptions mm-hmm. to the rule. Go to Back to the Future Two. Back to the Future is what? Some people would argue with you. I mean, some people would argue. I thought we were about to get into that, but well, all right. <laughs> no. What I'm what I'm trying to say is, you're totally right. The pacing <laughs> the pacing of this movie is flawed extremely because. Mm-hmm. What we should be seeing more of, and that's more of Ultron explaining, you know, not maybe to the good guys, but to the people he's working with of mm-hmm. why he's doing what he's doing, at least to the audience. You don't have to do the bond moment where he's explaining it. And he even makes the joke to Tony. He like, does. Yeah. yeah like, well, you know, yes, let me stand here and explain to you my evil plans. And no, no, he's not going to do that. But he should at some point explain it to us before the last. Right, and they even set the precedent where they show a bunch of scenes of him like gathering things like really early on. And right. then they stopped doing that. I feel like they could have made a much bigger deal out of the legion of Ultrons he made. Um, we really should have maybe had a couple scenes of them taking over cities or something. Um, I, I, again, we can't because it was really localized to this one country mm-hmm. uh, or this one city. And that, you know, I understand that aspect. But uh, so what I'm trying to get is, yes, we're, we're thrown to Hawkeye's ranch where all of a sudden he has a family. And mm-hmm. then we're kind of thrown again to to this 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 love story that is between the Hulk and and Black Widow and then we're just thrown again to okay so Iron Man and Captain America hate each other now or they're fighting they're, they're at odds um and then we're thrown again to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are good guys now and they're helping yeah we are thrown around a lot and uh, like you said it's it's not I don't think it's the film Joss threw down at the table and said this is what I want to make uh, it's clearly been cut and pasted and mixed around and not what he wanted and what he envisioned. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since there was supposed to be a Loki scene. Um, and we did. Yeah, I heard they cut out a lot of Loki. Well, well they, they cut out a, like lot a solid of, 20 minutes. 
they cut out a lot of Thor's story, period, That's, is yes. my understanding. Because That's he, where I wanted to go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. No, it, it, there, there was a lot that apparently um, – and I actually even remember a part of it from the trailer because he goes to splash around in that pool and we yeah. saw a woman in the trailer that we thought was maybe one of like T'Challa's bodyguards for, uh, you know, we thought it might take place in Wakanda. Yeah. And now that we see the film, we realize that it was from when Thor, this was another part of the film I thought was completely ridiculous. Like Thor has this vision put in his head by Scarlet Witch and then for some reason goes with everyone else to the farm only to break some Legos and then leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Puts on a hoodie and finds Selvig and then goes and splashes around in some water. And apparently his worst fear is the vision because in his vision, he saw the vision. So now he sees the future and is psychic. It was really weird. Yeah. It's explained as like, okay, so Scarlet, Witch puts this worst fear into his mind and it's kind of like this debaucheristic, uh, celebration on on Asgard, mm-hmm. and it's always nice to see Idris Elba. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was oh, a good, it was an awesome <laughs> excuse to throw Idris Elba in there um, as uh, what's his character's name uh, Heimdall, I think. Mm-hmm. Heimdall, yeah, yeah. Heimdall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to see him with these cool white contacts, and he's kind of like evil, or you know, he's supposed to be supposed to be menacing in this to scare Thor. Because uh, last we saw Thor. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Dark World um, Loki is posing as his father uh, we don't know if his father's dead or not we assume he is uh, but we don't know uh, but Loki's pretending to be the king and Thor has no idea uh, so and we know the next Thor movie is Ragnarok which is kind of an apocalypse based theme uh, you know end of the world type idea uh, end of Asgard probably is what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big war, and they've they've set the stone or the, the table for that in this movie because they kind of said he's got to leave, he's got to go back to Asgard. Uh, but that scene in this this thing where he's supposed to be able to examine his dreams, it's like a Viking thing, and it's you know uh, mm-hmm. Selvig helps him find it and tells him it's very dangerous that men often don't come back from this, but it didn't seem like it was all that bad. Um, no. he just goes inside his dream, explores it a little more and sees, <clears throat> sees the vision of the mm-hmm. vision. And then he comes back and, you know, lights the fire for vision, kind of sparks it and creates it. And, uh, then we get some funny hammer mm-hmm. jokes and, uh, uh, we're just supposed to be okay with suddenly because of the, the gemstone being in, in used to create, uh, the vision that that's, I guess that's it. That's how it happens. And I don't know a whole lot about the vision. I don't know if, his origin story, I think it's Hank Pym created him. Uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I know that he's run off of some kind of uh, like solar energy cell rather than, you know, the Mind Stone right. in the comics. And I've, the Mind Stone is fine. And the vision, again, is uh, going back to that. They didn't explain things very well. Uh and the editing was bad. Vision just kind of popped in. I know that he yeah, was originally I supposed I had to. I had no idea what this thing's name was until I looked it up after I watched the movie. I was very confused. I was just like, oh, there's a character now. Uh, actually, Ultron created the second Vision. Um, Ultron created it to attack Hank Pym, which is mm. the first Ant-Man. You'll see in August or July. Um 
But yes, originally, we didn't really talk about this. Originally, Ultron is created by Hank Pym, Ant-Man, um, mm-hmm. which I didn't mind this change. I know there was a huge fanboy lash out when that happened, when that started, that we weren't going to see Ant-Man in Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, I didn't care. I thought this was a fine That's way. fine. He was there. He was just too small to see. Exactly. Uh. There we go. Yes, he was speaking into Bruce Banner's ear the whole yeah. time. Um and we were getting off on a tangent here, but yes, the whole vision thing could have been handled better. And like you say, it was kind of rushed, but uh, ultimately Ultron's going to destroy the world because humans need to be extinct because they're going to evolve. And that's in that evolution is Ultron. Uh, mm-hmm. Essentially, he's going to create this human body for himself or this body. Uh, it's biological. I, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but they're going to be an Android. Yes. Kind of like, you know, data or something like that. Right. Right. Um, and so our heroes have to stop him. And now I'm going to gloss over it because we're spending too much time on the plot here, I think. Um, okay, so the movie wraps. It's really complicated. That is, to, to be fair, though, like, I remember a time when comic book movies, like, removed as much of this type of stuff as possible. <laughs> it is nice to see that they've gone back to be like, it's so convoluted and there's a hundred different MacGuffins. And, like, and like and it's really complicated and it's kind of hard to follow, but it's also sort of fun to try. What was um, what, what? Yeah, what the the comic book formula that used to be is throw a lot of bunch of villains at your bad guy and then we're done. Um, yeah. and they kind AKA of what Amazing Spider-Man two did, <laughs> uh, or Spider <laughs> or Spider-Man three or Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. Uh, the list yeah. goes on and on. Um, yeah, but this movie did too. You got Baron von Strucker at the beginning, and then you kind of got it with uh, what is it guy Ulysses. Uh, Ulysses S. Claw. Yes, yes. So he kind of got him in there a little bit. Not so much. He really didn't interact with our good guys too much. He was too busy getting his hand co- chopped off by Ultron. His yeah, name he'll be back. Ulysses S. Claw. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was uh, oh. Andy Circus's character. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. He's uh, he's a he's a, a Black Panther villain. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. We'll see him again. As as uh, as Matt yeah, we'll said. see him again. Which is cool because it's Andy Circus, um, right? Yeah, no, that was a good scene. I didn't know who that was though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I loved, I loved uh, when she's about to, to to go into his mind and he tells her right away what his fear is. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and it's what some kind of fish or something. Uh, awesome. I, I loved it. Cuttlefish. He Cuddle, said cuttlefish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we lead into let's talk about it a little bit. The the Hulk versus. Iron Man, because Scarlet Witch gets into Hulk's mind, makes them all scared. Actually, she gets into everybody's mind, and we have a nice little moment of Hawkeye saying, you know, not me, not this time. I'm not going to be mind-controlled this movie, <laughs> uh, which is cool because there was all the rumors and news that Jeremy Renner wasn't happy with his role from Avengers, uh, that he was just some mindless drone for most of the movie. And he was the heart of this movie. You can't, I mean, he was the example for how a normal guy is with these superhumans. Um, I think is what they were trying to go for there. Cause we find out he's got this family that he cares about, but he's hiding from everybody clearly. So that doesn't get destroyed by some villain or you know, terrorist or something. And then, and then he has the moment later with Scarlet Witch, which we'll get to. Um, but uh, so Hulk versus Iron Man, we get the, the Veronica, which is a satellite that has the Hulkbuster suit in it and kind of mm-hmm. comes down and, uh, what did you guys think of this fight scene? I, I'm going to go with kind of a more comic book related people first. Uh, Matt, I know you know the history sort of or maybe totally. Oh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, th- one thing this movie did do well is it did its action scenes real well. Does anybody know, by the way, why the Hulkbuster is called Veronica? 
I mean, I do. Does anybody else know? Uh, no, I, please, please explain. Absolutely. Uh, Tony thought it was funny because uh, Bruce is in love with Betty, and it's a Archie <laughs> Comic joke. It's Betty and Veronica. I love so, it. Okay. <laughs> um, That's a good but joke. I thought yeah. it was great. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, I thought. Uh, as much as I loved all the action scenes, I almost felt like there was too many of them and not enough spent on story. But, uh, you know, that's fine for an Avengers movie, I suppose. And I did really love the the Hulkbuster uh, fight. I thought it was very well executed for scene with CGI, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was... Tony Stark being Tony Stark in that scene, and I have problems with Tony in this movie, but it was also really awesome to see, instead of the Hulk being uh, a quasi-hero that's like a cannon that you point and say, go, this was real Hulk, this was, you know, Hulk that is the monster, which uh, Bruce points out later, but I thought that was really cool, so... Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah, there's, you know, in the first Ultron, or I'm sorry, the first Avengers movie, you get, you, you feel bad when mm-hmm. he has to, when he has to turn into the Hulk or when he eventually does. You're like, oh, he lost this battle. Like, he's been trying to control it for mm-hmm. so long and mm-hmm. you feel bad. In this movie, right away, he's being used as a weapon, uh, you know, at his own choice um, until the end of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at this moment, he's being used by Scarlet Witch. But yes, it is all monster. And you're like, wow, whoa. Now we understand. And now it brings a lot more gravity to why he's controlling it um, and why he can't let. Well, and I still feel bad in this movie. He does. He does not want to be the Hulk. And uh, Mark Ruffalo does a fantastic job in this movie um, being the Bruce Banner that is like, I do don't want to hurt people. I just want to go away. Yeah. And, and it, you can tell, I like his physicality a lot. Yeah, it's, it's easy to notice. He's, he seems like he's always weighed down with some sort of burden. Like he's mm-hmm. like, he seems like he, he his face always kind of looks like he has some form of indigestion. So it's like, <laughs> but it, like, it, it doesn't like look like cheesy or anything in that aspect, but it's just like, he looks constantly uncomfortable. Like he, he's always trying to just calm down or something. Even at the party when he does his fake, get angry thing when he's trying to lift the hammer like you you felt it really awkward like he was doing it just to like he was attempting to make a joke using he was, yeah he was trying so hard to be funny and everybody just looked so uncomfortable that he started being uncomfortable again <laughs> right yeah him at the party was great because it's not where he's supposed to be uh so that was that was fun a fun moment and the the, th- the hammer thing we're gonna come back to i have to i have mm-hmm. to talk about the hammer stuff um, okay, but uh, JD, what did you think about the Hulkbuster fight? See, okay, the Hulkbuster fight was actually one of the main problems I had with the movie. Nice. Here we go. And I think it's because, like, it just it moved so quick, and the camera angles were just so close up that I couldn't really see what was going on all that much. That is I wish a... they would have pulled back a little bit more so that we could see both of them fighting. And I think that would that have made common, the whole scene a lot better. That's a common problem in pretty much all superhero movies right now is that they just 
uh, do all those quick cut. I, I think. Yeah, personally. yeah. I, rem- I remember thinking that distinctly during the Tur- Ninja Turtles movie, the most recent one. I'm like, I can't even tell what's going mm-hmm. on here. It's um, Michael Bay. Like, it's just like honestly, like since those Transformers movies got so successful and the amount of CGI and like that that shaky cam thing that started in Firefly, which like every sci-fi thing owes now to that, like the little <laughs> thing where they could do the snap zoom or whatever, especially Battlestar like, Galactica. Right, which ripped that off like constantly, and Star Trek did that too. But um, it, it, it's like it's it's just these constant quick cuts and like metal against metal. And I was actually, I liked Ultron's look. I think I did think they did a good job of humanizing him. But he treaded he he was treading that line of like crossing like the too complicated mechanical being, um, like the Transformers or or um uh, Shredder in the Ninja Turtles movie. Like it's just it, it's busy and it's too fast. And it's just like, I just want to see what you're doing. It, 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 I want to go back to like a style like the Matrix where like the action was the showpiece, not the amount of destruction and the amount of stuff flying around, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can agree with that. So what, what did you think of that fight? We got JD's kind of not happy with it. Hater JD came out for a second and say hello. Uh, uh-huh. What did you think, Danny? Oh, I, uh, I, I also have no problem with that scene. Okay. Saying everything I said. Um, <laughs> I, I do also appreciate some of that sometimes. Like, it's like when it's well done, it's great. And this was really fun. And it also kind of felt like that scene where the rock and Vin Diesel fight in that one fast <laughs> and the furious movie. Yeah. Cause there's just two giant things smashing each other. And it just makes that scene in that movie look even more ridiculous. The amount of damage they're doing. And they're just two dudes. And these are giant monsters and a big robot. Yeah. Uh, let's, 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 let's kind of talk about that for a second. You know, people have this this thought or, you know, diehard DC fans have this thought that DC movies get a hard rap where Marvel gets to do whatever they want. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to link the two because of the destruction that they did in Wakanda uh, with this fight. Think of the destruction from Man of Steel in Smallville and then Metropolis uh, between Zod and, and, and Superman. There was so much destruction that that's probably the basis for Batman versus Superman as far as why people hate him and why Batman is trying to. Get a, get a get controller of the situation. Um, it, it's the rumored plot, um, and you can kind of see where that thread would come from. Uh, and here you have this. They destroyed a whole building. Granted, he made a point of saying it was empty. Uh, but yeah, all, and then he said, "Buy it." I love that line. Yeah, how quickly can we buy? <laughs> I this love building? that joke. It yeah. was, <laughs> how fast can we buy this building? <laughs> so they, they destroy the building, and then you know we have this. You know, I hate to bring it back to it, but this nine eleven type scene um right no that's that was very on the nose yeah and and, but Mm -hmm. you you think of what damage that causes and you know they got away with it like people aren't saying look at this destruction it's destruction porn like we get from transformers and what we got from man of steel uh i don't see that so Mm -hmm. much with this movie which you know for me i don't like all that destruction and i did say "Eh, whatever uh with this movie whereas with like transformers 2 when they pretty much destroyed the, the world um in the next minute, we're okay with it. Uh, I did not like that, and uh, I'm not. You know, I'm an outspoken, not Man of Steel fan, but it was. It looked. It looked beautiful. Um, so it we get, like Chronicle. Yeah, a little bit. Chronicle was <laughs> yeah. the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So back back on track. Uh, so that was the the, the Hulkbuster fight, which. I, you know, it had a lot of steam going into it. Everybody was super psyched. There was some cheering when Veronica crashed down and we got the Hulkbuster. Uh, personally, I don't care. Um, I'm not a huge Iron Man fan to begin with. And so the Hulkbuster suits and all the different variations of the of the suit itself, I don't get excited for. But it was cool to see. Uh, it was kind of cool to see Hulk go against somebody that's close to his equal. 
um, mm-hmm. in in that it had to be a big metal suit that could like face punch him a million times with the click of a button. Right. Uh, so that was cool to see, and it was fun, and and yes, it did take up kind of a a good chunk of movie right there. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, our heroes are kind of recovering from Scarlet Witch's haze. Uh, let's kind of fast forward to the end here, uh, unless you guys think I think something I'm missing that we need to talk about. Uh, Skipping over the, the whole biggest farm problem, scene. The, yeah, <laughs> I thought the farm scene was a big problem. It just slowed down to a crawl. I felt. It became yeah. super like soap opery. Yeah, and like, it sucks because I I really kind of liked what they were trying to do, and it didn't work for some reason. Yeah. yeah, they they started off building this mystique with him because as he's getting patched up, he's like, "Ah, oh, can you help me get a girlfriend?" And then later he's getting a phone call and you hear him say, "I only answer to you," or "You're my only boss," or something. And then he says that, "Oh, it's just that was my girlfriend." And we're like, "Uh, okay, so something bigger is going on here." Um, but then we get, uh, nope, just a, you know, surprise family, um, out on a Mm -hmm. ranch and we're going to chop wood for, you know, a day. Um, and that was, you know, we got the scene where the tension's building between Cap and Iron Man. Um, and then that leads to the reveal of, uh, of Fury being back. And then I guess S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Um, well, first no. tea, and then S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Right. Then we, yeah, we all sit down for some tea and crack jokes about Yeah, and then... Well, Shield, I don't think is quite back, but they will be on the show. It's not. There's actually two Shields. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're kind of fighting each other for who's the real Shield. Um, I've heard that, which is is annoying, and we we're missing it right now. And I'm kind of upset because it's the fallout from Ultron, so I kind of want to see what mm-hmm. they do. But I can watch it later. Uh, but it's it's supposed to be really Inhumans heavy tonight, um, which is crazy because that movie doesn't come out for like another three years. Uh, I think something like that. Three yeah, three it's quite a while from now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so okay, the, the farm scene. Yes, it 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 was weird. I I like seeing Hawkeye's character develop more and make him more than just some dude who likes sporting goods and who has really good accuracy because he's more than that. Hawkeye is an important character. He's not just right. some, some dude. Um, now he's in the home improvement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, he likes so to re- bad. remodel his, his home over and over. <laughs> yeah. The rest of his lines are all like home improvement jokes. Like, yeah, <laughs> Hawkeye guest played really, by Tim Allen. Yeah, I just feel bad because like I do feel like Black Widow kind of went on the back burner this movie compared to Hawkeye, where it was like the opposite in the original Avengers. See, I don't it flipped like halfway. <sighs> yeah. I, okay, let's let's talk about it. Um. One of the big things that coming out of press releases and you know early screenings was people were upset with Black Widow's portrayal in this movie that she didn't get enough screen time and that she was made to look like a weaker person of this team. Um, no, no. <laughs> I, I Hawkeye I, is always clearly made out to be the weakest person on the team. Agreed, like, agreed. But yeah. let me let me get to what again. I don't share this right. this this opinion, but this is what this is what was happening in the media and on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. people, there were there were girls that I knew on Twitter that were upset with what they were reading. Like, I don't want to see this movie. I you know I have no trust now. I'm upset because Scarlet Witch is or Scarlet Witch, uh, Scarlett Johansson's, uh, you know, I, I guess take on this character has been so good since Iron Man two, and then now we're getting. Did her they at, see Iron Man two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's barely in. Uh, she's pretty much a sex symbol up until the one fight scene she gets. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then, and then she's a more slightly more clothed sex symbol. Right. Uh, and she's just a kind of a something for Tony to hit on for a long time. And, but 
if you know, you go through Avengers and she's got a huge part in that. And then Winter Soldier, she's got a very key part in that movie. And she's made to look like a badass in that movie. Uh, Which Danny hasn't seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a bit. Just to uh, yes. I haven't seen Winter Soldier, guys. I haven't there, seen it yet. There, there. Working on it. It's out. okay. I haven't either, so don't. Oh, there it is. It's oh, I expected good. that from JD, just, though. He hasn't seen Star Wars. So. I, okay, the thing like, is, I did Wars? not like the first Captain America at all. Hold on, I hold hated on. it. Hold on, Danny, did you say which Star Wars? Yeah, he has real Star Wars. He has not seen any of them. Oh, okay. But that's okay, because we're going to use that for our advantage. Uh, stay tuned to Atomic Geekdom for some very good Star Wars reviews in a couple months. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess I understand where people are coming from, the Black Widow thing, because I felt like she was not in this movie enough. I disagree. I'm going to be completely honest. I think Black Widow is one of the best Avengers. Sure. And I, I wish that she would have had a more integral part. But I guess I don't see where it's like, oh, feminism. It's because she's a woman. I just wish she would have like done more. Like honestly, right? And that's that's like what like like I like her a lot too. She is very good. And then and and true in Iron Man too. She basically didn't exist, and then she kind of developed over the course of the movies. Her introduction in Avengers is one of my favorite scenes in any of the Marvel movies. Um, it's legit. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And, she's and badass. Let me say. Scene. Let me just say that that scene is all Joss. Oh, yeah. Um, That's obviously Joss. Because, um, okay, and I'm going to set this this table now because we're going to come back to it. This precedent of Joss is purely a feminist. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dollhouse, all female leads. Roseanne. Roseanne. Uh, <laughs> Alien 4. No. Um, <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, no. Never bring it up ever again. <laughs> but he- Hey, don't besmirch the quadrilogy. <laughs> The quadrilogy. Uh, oh my god! When I saw that on the packaging, I almost spit up my water. They're so good. They totally understand like prefixes and suffixes. Um, I can't no, nailed it. Nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but come, you know, getting back to it, he's clearly he, he likes the females, the strong female characters, and and you he's saw good that at it too. Yeah, and you saw that with Black Widow in the first Avengers movie. But coming back to this movie, I thought she had plenty of time. Now, her story was a love story, and that's awkward for her, and we saw that a lot that this wasn't yeah. this wasn't kind normal. Of nice to see Scarlett Johansson awkward in a love story. Uh, All right. Um, We got to see. Well, I mean, she's like she's like in every romantic comedy. She's like a confident person. It was interesting to see her as like sort of like weird out of my wheelhouse. Um, Yeah, but you got to see her past. You got to see her being trained to be a uh, a black the Black Widow. Yeah, the room was pretty cool. Uh, I'm sorry, you cut out there. What'd you say? Oh, I said they they showed you the red room. Yeah, they, you know that kind of deal. So yeah, the initial, pretty the, cool. The final test, yeah. you know, um, very cool scene. I thought that that was awesome. And that, that that's her fear, and then we find out she can't have kids, and that's because of this mm-hmm. final test too. I didn't know that, and actually, I I didn't realize it till the second time I watched it that she was saying that. Right. Uh, um. <clears throat> so I think you know. Then and another issue is she had to quote unquote be saved by the boys. Um, first of all, she risked her life to try to get the Ark or whatever we're calling it. Um, I can't remember what they, they called it. Um, mm-hmm. she, the cradle, she, the cradle. Yes. Yeah. She drove that motorcycle off the, off the helicarrier or the, the plane, the Quinjet. And then, you know, she picked up after the boys toys and she was driving through shooting guys and shooting robots and, uh, you know, a very nice little action scene for this, this strong female character. And I'm, I'm, yes, I'm being flipped because this was a good scene for that character. 
and she she was giving up her life. They're ready to blow up the truck when she was in it. She was ready to sacrifice mm-hmm. herself to save the world. And we're throwing it away because she ends up living and Ultron holds her hostage. And who saves her? Not all the boys. The love interest. Mm-hmm. It's storytelling, people. It's not making her weak. Um, no. And and she had a lot of... T- and you know what? What made her strong? She b- betrayed Hulk. Like, she betrayed him. She pushed... Yeah, yeah. She forced him to become what he didn't want to be. He was ready to run away with her. And she said, nope, I need the other guy. And she pushed him down that hole. Um, so I just don't see why there's this, this backlash. You know, I'm not a woman. Uh, and, uh, I, I don't know what they go through. Uh, I see it on TV. I see it in the news. I see it all over Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can't understand their, their, what they go through. I get that. But in this movie, I did not feel like she was a weak character one bit. Um, not at all. So that's my, I had to jump on my soapbox because I just didn't feel what everybody has been saying. And I, I just, I, I just, I, I just disagree. Uh, and I know you two are both saying Danny and JD that you wanted more black widow, that she wasn't in it enough, but I mean, I could run down the list of all the characters we got in this movie. There's just oh, yeah, say, a, it's ton. a ton. It's a ton. the party and scene alone. Yeah. And, and not only that, just, they, oh, I was going to say, not only that, they introduced you to a second, perfectly capable, perfectly strong, uh, female character in the Scarlet Witch, who was one of my favorite characters in the movie. I mean, yeah. uh, Hawkeye mm-hmm. gives her that great speech about, you know, you can stay here and I'll have your brother come get you, or you can step out that door and be an Avenger. And she shoves the doors open and goes out and starts kicking ass. Right, and, and, what's... and she is also the one that that elects to stay with the machine until everybody is off the island. So, which she you know, fa- she fails in that aspect, but. That's okay because wow. because of a, a big moment, um, and we'll get to that in a second. JD, what were you gonna say? I just like, and I think that's like my biggest problem with Avengers is that they're trying to stuff so much into it that none of the characters are getting enough time. Mm. Like, True like <laughs> I love Scarlet Witch, I loved Quicksilver, I loved Black Widow, and I felt like all three should have been in the movie more than they were. Yes, I could like, say I want a totally dedicated like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver movie hardcore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would uh, love that. You might get like a Marvel short or something. Um, yeah, I know. that's why their transition makes a total like a whole lot of sense. Like when they're evil, it's just because they want to go after Tony Stark. And then then you realize that like they become good for a very obvious reason that they only really don't they only really are they, their mission in the beginning is really only vengeance it's not even like evil like they're just ultron is the pers- person facilitating their ability to go after tony stark and when they realize that that's not really the true enemy in their situation it's mm-hmm. they, they, their their flip makes a lot more sense them being villains made a lot less sense and it was just pr- strictly like young people being angry true well you mm-hmm. you mean the footage of them being at like a, a protest clearly they're hippies um, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're they're probably in college at that point, you know. That's when you learn to be a hippie. Um Aren't all Russian hippies though? Isn't that like <laughs> a thing? Probably no. except, except for the, no, because Russians love money. Yeah, and oh, 50% right. of Russians are actually bears. <laughs> My I forgot. In Russia, bears have the right to arm you. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's Soviet Russia. There it is. Um All right. So <laughs> All right, we get the, we get the turn. The twins are good. Uh, this a- amazing scene where Scarlet Witch is afraid, 
And and then Hawkeye makes this huge speech about, yes, this is crazy. I'm here shooting arrows at robots. It's crazy. <laughs> it's um, great. I love it because he goes, the city mm-hmm. is flying and we're fighting <laughs> an army Xander of robots. Speech. And 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 I have a bow and arrow. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, Danny, you're right. It's a Xander speech. It's a wash speech. It's I'm yeah. the, I'm the normal dude. I shouldn't be here. This is insane. Uh, but you have these powers. You need to decide right now. It's okay. I'll protect you. Wait till your brother gets here and have him get you out of here. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you can't blame yourself. It's no one's fault right now. That's the past. This is now. What you do now is what matters. Um, and then she kind of becomes, you know, she empowers herself to become this person. And what's important is that that happens before, uh, the key moment in her life happens. Um, Mm -hmm. she becomes independent of her brother kind of at that point and strong and, 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 you know, empowered, like I said, to, to Mm -hmm. go out and help and have Hawkeye's back, which was what his wife's concern was. She then had his back and they were fighting together. And then Quicksilver comes and he's fighting together. And then we get this scene at the end. uh, Major spoilers. If you're still listening, I'm going to tell you somebody dies now. Um, And then we see Quicksilver die. Uh, He kind of gives He knowingly gives his life to save Hawkeye and the little boy. Um, uh, Yeah. And it's. it's, I don't think he's dead. Well, I do. But here's my. And this is where Marvel's shared universe bothered me a lot going into this movie. I I don't know about the rest of you, but I knew Quicksilver was the one that was going to (laughs) die. And you know how I knew? He was the only person in that cast not scheduled to come back for another movie. Mm -hmm. Like, Marvel has movies out to 2019 now. And every single person in the cast of Age of Ultron, except Aaron Taylor Johnson, has been announced as coming back for another movie. Right. And I remember. Was like, he is the one that's not going to. It's like, thanks, Marvel. That's helpful. Yeah, because everybody. See, and then everybody thought. No, no, go ahead, Dave. Okay. Everybody thought Hawkeye was going to die going into that movie. But then we hear, oh, no, he's going to be in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I remember you tweeted that day. And I'm like, you're mm-hmm. right. They just. That's a spoiler. He was the last per- – people thought, well, maybe it will be Rhodey. Nope, Don Cheadle gets announced to come back. Oh, maybe it will be – maybe it will be uh, uh, Jeremy Renner. Nope, there's Jeremy Renner scheduled to come back. I go, you know who's dying in this movie? Quicksilver because Aaron Taylor Johnson, not on the schedule for their next 20 movies. And hopefully, so hopefully dumb. Yeah, hopefully that's a big swerve and maybe, J.D., you're right. Maybe he is alive. Explain yourself. See – this is what I think. Okay, they have that cradle thing that could literally produce human tissue from a robot. Like, why would they not use that to try and revive Quicksilver? I don't think it brings life, though. Because um, I think she said in the movie it can't create life. Yet. She says yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking that. They okay. They did nothing when Quicksilver died. It was literally like a oh, Scarlet Witch is pissed, kills everything, and then nothing is said after that. Yes, that's when you so see she, his body carried onto the like hovercraft, and that's it. Okay, so you're thinking it's like a Coulson moment, not where yes. not not you know Fury obviously lied. Well, no, he didn't. Coulson was dead. Um, well, Coulson was supposed to stay dead. They right. changed that. Right, Josh. Josh changed it for the TV show. Um, but and yes. wasn't happy about it apparently. <laughs> well, no, because they, <laughs> yeah, that article. Well, we'll talk a little about that. Um, yes, Colson was well. He was dead. Fury wasn't faking. He died. Um, they brought him back. 
if we're using alien technology again uh, on a TV show. Watch so why can't they use the same alien technology on the guy who has human superhuman powers? Well, hold on. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. But, Joss Whedon even said that Marvel does what they want. If they want Quicksilver alive, they'll have him alive. Right. Somehow, something will he'll revive. The cradle will be able to create life, or like an Infinity Stone will do something. Hell if I know. Okay, maybe, maybe. And look, you're gonna come. People can come back at me with the you know it's comic books. They bring dead people back all the time, and that's true. But if you're gonna make a movie, there has to be stakes. You, mm-hmm. We have to. Be- that's the problem with the fundamentals of comic books going into movies, though. Like right. their stakes are questionable constantly. Right. I mean, like, you know, I know they're not going to actually kill uh, Batman. They're not going to actually kill Superman. They will maybe for a year, maybe for two at most. But he's coming back. They're not mm-hmm. going to. That's a too big of a moneymaker for them to not keep around. And I understand that in the comic books. And when I read a comic book, I'm not thinking, oh, is the next page? Is Batman going to be dead? No, that's not running through my head. It's his book. Mm-hmm. Um, although. I could go back to the more recent issue of Batman 40 and that gets turned right on its head. But I also know that that's not going to stay that way, that there's a bigger plan and he's coming, you know, spoilers. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I talked about it in the last geek out. I apologize. Um, but yeah, you know, I think he's dead. I don't think he's coming back. I'm, I'm with Matt on this one. We're, we're, we're on team Quicksilver being dead. And I hope he doesn't because it's like you said, there needs to be stakes and death in comic books is is meaningless almost to the point where I don't like it anymore when a character dies because it doesn't mean anything. Damian Wayne just died and came back. Jason Todd died and came back. Spider-Man. Bucky died and Spider-Man died and came back. The only person who is still dead is Uncle Ben, and I'm just waiting. He'll be back. Any, he'll be back any day now. I know it. He'll just walk through the door, and everybody will go, "Oh, Uncle Ben!" And it's so. Stupid. I'm proud to announce that I am uh, releasing a new uh, comic, uh, Uncle Ben issue one, hit show. Oh three. God, damn it! <laughs> can Can Matt work on it with you? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I'm absolutely. Work on it with you. Um, okay, great. Yeah, I was gonna say only Uncle Ben has stayed dead, and I wanted to say, well, the Waynes stayed dead, but they. They haven't. There's alternate realities where Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. is Batman, and uh, so <laughs> I don't know if that counts or not, but I think it does. Uh, okay, well, go ahead, Danny. Was that you? Oh no, I was just gonna say that I, it was just I didn't know any of that stuff about casting and stuff because I I purposely avoid it mostly. Smart. So I, well, I think most people yeah, but don't, yeah, so like so. I don't get stuff like that because it's like I remember watching episodes of. Buffy where I would have episodes like spoiled or like something because I see a cast member in the name or like in the credits at the beginning of the show before they even show up or something like that. Well, they so do- I'm like, I'm really sensitive that huh? yeah, they do that with TV previews. Like they'll kill a character at the end of uh, an episode of flash and then you'll see it yeah. in the preview. Oh, there he is again. Like, exactly. So it's um, like, they, like not even like a week's worth of tension at all. Right. But so- if, if you're fan, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt you. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I mean, if you're, I, I got to go back to that flash moment I was talking about, and I know Matt can relate here. If you're a fan of the show, you realized what happened and you knew he wasn't dead. Oh, um, yeah. But some people didn't. They freaked out. They were upset. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So go ahead. Were you done? Um, yeah, I don't even remember what I was saying at this point. <laughs> sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Let's... No, no, no. I, I, just, I just wanted to make a, a very clear, distinct point that, like, I didn't, 
I totally thought they were going to kill Hawkeye. I didn't see any of the thing, like any of the casting and stuff. They like you're talking about like me just basing this on prior action movies. He had mm-hmm. the I, one last mission, honey line. Yep. He has mm-hmm. a wife and kids, a third one on the way. Like yep. like he's like he's literally about to get shot, and he, somebody else is going to have to be the captain of the police force. And I don't know yeah, who they're they going to elect. Yeah, they did trope him to die. Yeah, they sure, troped him so. until like <clears throat> hour forty-five. That's the Joss effect, man. That's yeah. No, he's pretty good at that. That's hitting like, you, that's Tara, all over. Uh, Tara and Wash. Um, yep. They they he, he missed the Mister. You know, there's there's the joke of Joss Whedon, George R R Martin, and I can't remember the other writer. Stephen King walk into a bar and everybody's dead. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, because somebody once asked Stephen King. Uh, how do you know a story is over? And he said, when everybody's dead. Yeah. I said that, that last, was... yeah. I, I, Scott Snyder told that quote uh, the other day. Funnily enough, that's how six feet under ends too. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> kind of. That show's been over. That show's been over for like what? 15 years. It's been over since before Spoiler HBO was respected. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay. So let's just wrap it up here. The ending of the movie, we see, uh, Hulk is gone. He's disappeared. They think they found where the Quinjet landed, but because Iron Man installed some stealth technology, they're not 100% sure. Uh, yeah, design flaw. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so they can't... Huge oversight. Right. And Scarlet Widow... I'm sorry, Black Widow is... I keep going Scarlet... Scarlet Widow, Black it, Witch. Just because of Johansson, and it's it's confusing me. Um, yeah. So she's upset, and she's kind of staring at a wall, and um, Fury's kind of talking to her, say, you know, uh, she's asking if he put them together from the start and uh, of course he did. He's prophetic and he knows everything and he, he's a matchmaker apparently. Uh, but she, she's kind of giving up on going after him and we see Tony and cap say goodbye. Uh, Tony okay, stop problem right here with this movie. Uh, why, why is Tony Stark being treated? Okay. At the end of this movie, Right. Why is Cap saying to him, I'm going to miss you, Tony, and they're leaving all buddy-buddy? I can, no. I can tell Tony. you I can tell you why. Um, and, it's, and it goes back to your poor editing, but it's because of how hard and how much he was willing to sacrifice to save that island or save that country. Um, that's kind of tied into him kind of trying to... But he, I don't think he tries hard at all. Tony is terrible in this movie. Well, that's, I think what Dave's about to say is that's in the editing, because there's like oh. in that sequence where they're trying to stop that island from falling mm-hmm. from the sky, which, by the way, awesome mm-hmm. shot every time they show that. It looks yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the the his section where he's like underneath it or whatever... Like mm-hmm. he's there, and then like twenty minutes go by before you see him there again. Right, and he has, he's just yeah. basically not in that scene at all. He has the dialogue with Friday. Uh, that's the new Jarvis. Um, yeah. Uh, Wait, uh, is that a his girl Friday reference? Is that no? He had there? he had one for every day of the week. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, but, I mean, I know, I, I, and I know that he did that, but that I think, and I guess you're right. It's in the editing, but to me, that doesn't excuse what I mean. Tony <laughs> put put everybody on the planet yeah, no, you're at right. risk, and for sure, he, and he was a bully in this movie. Basically, he 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 bullied uh, Bruce Banner into helping him twice as something that Banner knew wasn't right. And uh, he made the most tasteless joke in the movie, which I didn't think was a joke at all. But uh, that's beside the point. Uh, just nothing about him in this movie was heroic. He he was a, a dink in this movie, basically. Which, which, so yeah, this would be a 
It's it's too bad he's not going to do any more Iron Man movies because this would be a perfect transition into the Demon in the Bottle storyline. Yeah, you're right. Mm. You're right. Uh, they could which... have had it end a total bummer for him. Like they 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 did the thing where everybody has a happy ending, kinda. Um, mm-hmm. Which which joke do you think was the tasteless one? Uh, the prima nocta joke I thought okay. was was pretty. Bad. I think the zucchini joke is the, way, I, I way, thought, way more tasteless. I thought the zucchini thing was what uh, you were going to say, but yeah. Prima... Well, no, but here's here's the reason. What was uh, the zucchini I'll... joke? Uh, he said, uh, hide the zucchini. I, he said, yeah, he said, uh, he said oh, something about yeah. banner. And Are you guys playing hide the zucchini? I, I hope I you, remember. yeah, no, I, I, well, number one, but I thought cause, uh, just on a tangent because the, the prima nocta joke is a rape joke basically. And, uh, not that I have a, I, I'm a big fan of comedy. I enjoy transgressive humor. I'm, I'm not going to say that nobody can ever make a rape joke and it can't be funny because, I've heard good comedians do it, but the difference is when a good comedian tells a rape joke, they are lampooning, they're, they're tearing down rapists. They're saying, you know, they're making a joke like, uh, like a Bill Cosby joke, and they're not saying that what Bill Cosby did was funny. They're tearing down Bill Cosby. And what he did, his delivery of that line, I mean, this is your hero saying in a very deadpan manner, uh, of course, I will be reinstating Prima Nocta when I take over Asgard. It's like, that doesn't belong in your children's movie coming out of your hero's mouth. Um, okay, I- I'm not going to argue with you. I agree. Uh, <laughs> they could have cut that part. I didn't mind it. And again, I- I'm a man. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't believe in rape. Let's put that right out there right away. I well, think rape, rape is bad. Let's just, okay, kids, rape sure. is bad. Right, uh, I, I'm never in a saying, good place when you get to that part of the conversation. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna. It's like that's like somebody saying I'm not a racist, but you know, uh, but hold on. Just, yeah, uh, I, just, fu- <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up. It seemed very out of place, and it coming it is, out and of- it definitely felt like more like a Robert Downey Jr. joke that they just left in, and he's drunk at a party kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, I immediately very- just. I remember, the, like, I know what Prima Nocta is. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. But I, the only other, like, joke I have relating to that is the one from Robin Hood Met in Tights. So, <laughs> like, I, I, so, like, that, like, I just heard it as another joke. So, I, yeah. I guess that's all that just, in what, I, I would say that that's all in the context of how you were introduced to the term Prima Nocta. I don't even think, like, half the that's, people in my theater even knew what that was. Well, sure, I'm sure, sure a lot of people didn't. And... Right. The laugh was like, oh, he said a big word that's kind of Thorish. Like mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, oh, that's gotta do it as God, right? <laughs> right, yeah, that's Shakespeare stuff, right? I get it, uh, right? And I, that, wicked, know, that wicked Brando maybe, guy, <laughs> and maybe it just crossed my mind because I've been thinking about jokes and you know transgressive humor a lot lately, and the, the no, idea of the idea of things you know being said and done in a certain context, and it's like how. Uh, later in the film, there's people saying, oh, why did Scarlet Wit or why did now I'm doing it? Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why did Scarlett Johansson call herself a monster because she can't have kids? It's like, well, I think you were listening to the line wrong if right. you think that because she was saying a monster because she's programmed to kill. But, you know, people take things within different contexts and there is, apparently it happened more than once in this movie. <laughs> right. Go back to First Avengers. She's got red in her margin. So mm-hmm. she's talking about all the people she's killed um, mm-hmm. when she was programmed to be killed. And that's why she thinks she's a monster and not deserving of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and here she is finally saying, let's do this. I deserve it. And then, you know, which is it's it's if you read into the stories correctly and if they were given more time, it's a it's a sad story. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the romance between the Hulk and Scarlet. Uh, damn it! It's not going to ever stop. Uh, and Black no, wait, Widow. By the way, I haven't seen Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh, that's right. <laughs> JD hasn't seen Star Wars. Uh, oh, that's right too. Wow, guys, let's bring that up every podcast. <laughs> JD, what's <laughs> JD, JD? What's the what's the name from uh, Orphan Black? I can't get right. Cosima. Cosima. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's I do Cosima. it. I do it in every episode. It's it's my thing. Apparently, where I I just can't get names right. Um, <laughs> uh, so okay, so yes, there's that line, and yes, we should, probably should have in all of this mad editing probably taken that one out. But um, I want to talk. Okay, before I get to the end of this movie, and we're we're kind of running long, and that's okay. Um, the the hammer stuff in this movie. Oh so, yes. So. The, the the saying for the hammer is let he who is who is worthy uh hold the hammer you know whatever it is um mm-hmm. in the new comics we have a female thor um we've in the comics in the past captain america has <laughs> held it uh there has been many is that others. why he's the only one that gets it to wiggle he gets the little mm-hmm. wiggle moment which is awesome yeah, yeah. and that was the a look on thor's face when that moves just that is so well horror. acted <laughs> yeah, good, yeah mad credit to chris hemsworth because that was amazing oh, the face acting so funny um and then he's it's great in this movie which is why it's such a bummer he's not in more of it yeah yeah he's i think he's the most underrated part of the marvel movies i think he does a fantastic job <laughs> Totally agree. Oh, for sure. He's a good actor, and the ladies love him, um, and all mm-hmm. that, all that hair. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the the <clears throat> hammer thing, and they're trying to, you know, trying to lift it, and they can't. And then Captain America gets the little wiggle, and uh, and then later, I'm guessing it's because of the lightning power that Thor uses. Vision has no problem picking it up, and we have a funny moment again where <clears throat> it's just silence, and Thor is holding the hammer, and right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's do this. Oh. <laughs> And then at the end of the movie, we get this the, – the, when we're wrapping things up into a nice, tidy bow, and it's a happy ending. They're, the Captain America, Iron Man, and, and uh, Thor are walking down the hallway. They're talking about, oh, it's, it's, it's magic or you know, he's a it's robot. because he's an android. It's yeah, not yeah. fair. And I love, the, <laughs> I love the elevator thing. Like, you know, if, you put, if you put in an elevator, that would raise it up. <laughs> Elevator's not worthy. Right, right. Uh, so <sighs> Vision having the hammer, I think it's tied to the lightning and him creating Vision. See, uh, I thought it was just. I thought it was, was so gem. purely good. Yeah, that could be. Um, JD, did you have a thought on it at all, or were you just like, oh, whatever? Yeah, honestly, it was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bigger deal to the the diehards and the comic nerds, like, yeah. like us. Well, um, that's like, it was cool, but it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was funny. You know, it was it was a cool running joke. I'm not I'm not upset by it that he was able to lift it up. I was a little confused by it for a minute, and I'm like, uh, whatever. It's I get what they're doing. Um, so the end of the movie, yes, Tony's leaving. He's pretty much again talking about being retired. Um, saying he's gonna go find maybe his own Hawkeye situation. Uh, mm-hmm. with with which uh, I, I'm I'm entirely sure he has. <laughs> with Pepper Potts, right, right. Which we <laughs> don't not in this movie. We don't well, he said him. something about building her. He said something about building Pepper a ranch. So yeah. oh, okay. who knows? Yeah, I think I missed um, that. Right, right. And he drives off, and then we get the uh, introduction of the new Avengers. You could call mm-hmm. them um, in Scarlet Witch, who's got her own costume now and looking good. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, she looked good throughout this whole movie. I gotta say, I have, um, yep. I have a, a from all the pictures and the set photos, I've grown fond of young Elizabeth Olsen. Um, <laughs> way better than in Godzilla. Uh, but oh yeah, 
Oh, that's Silent what House. I know her from. Okay. <laughs> she also played in Silent House. Silent Don't House. Forget yep. that. You're right. You're right, JD. You're right. Uh, Heck yeah. Uh, so yeah, Scarlet Witch, Vision, and let's talk about that for a second. In the comic books, Scarlet Witch and Vision get married. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody, you know, aside from probably me and Matt, feel there was kind of these moments between those two in the movie? Uh, sort of. I mean, he rescues her at one point. And right, and they kind of exchange looks at certain other points. Yeah, uh, maybe I they'll go there. There any of their interactions? Oh, okay, JD. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. Ha- they yeah. They didn't um, really have very many. Maybe they'll go there eventually, but yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't. I honestly, if you would have told me they would have gotten married, I would have never guessed in a hundred years, I guess. Okay. Not for me, at least. And that's fair. But I also wasn't looking out for it. Right. But you guys probably were. Maybe I was looking too far into it, and I saw these little moments, and I'm like, oh, hey, maybe they're nodding at that, and it's something they're probably never going to do, and that's I'd be okay with that, too. Um, Yeah, I would. I didn't really care for that relationship, and I think, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, So we meet the new Avengers, Scarlet Witch, Vision, uh, Falcon, and uh iron machine or yeah war machine war machine me, iron machine uh war machine so those are our four new uh, avengers and then we also have a new shield head or avengers headquarters not shield yep. headquarters uh shield is sort of back or at least fury's back and he's got another helicarrier or the original helicarrier um so we'll see how that kind of plays out leading forward and uh our our cut scene our, our credit scene mm-hmm. is and we only get one is Thanos kind of saying, you know what? I give up. I'm doing it on my own. And he puts the glove on. See that line. I didn't under, that was one. I didn't understand. He says, uh, he says, fine, I'll do it myself. And it's like, right. Uh, who, in, who in this movie did, did, or who in this movie tried to help you? I didn't see anybody in this movie that would make you go. I give up sending other people. I'll go do myself. Yeah, there was only two. There was the first Avengers and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where you actually see him seeking out the stones. That's that would have made more sense at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. The scene, I mean, him putting on the glove would have been fine, but his line yeah. made the whole scene very out of place. And you understand what they're doing. They're setting up where mm-hmm. he's going to be the big bad now, and we're leading towards the Infinity War. Um, mm-hmm. And now, okay, so let's just talk for a second for, I don't know, Danny and JD, do you know anything about the Infinity Stones? Other than what you've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy and now Age of Ultron? Uh- out of the fact that you should collect them all, no. <laughs> like Pokemon. Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them. Yeah, it's like, poke- it's I would like see Pokemon the, uh, Dave, in the Marvel see, Universe. You see, would see Dave, if they actually movie like Dragon Balls, and as much as you <laughs> oh something oh great happens. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna I don't know if you get a wish, though. No, no. Um, okay, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. I don't know how much you know about Infinity Stones. Um, I'm... Not much. I wish Justin yeah. was here. He knows more. Oh, that's all right. We'll have to have him back. Infinity <laughs> Stones. Sorry, I had to do the Friends Doctor. Kidney Stones. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it here while we're talking. Uh, so there's six, I want to say six Infinity Stones. There are. Yeah. One um, for each knuckle. I guess a little bit more than each knuckle then. More, a little well, more. one goes right in the middle of the back of the hand. Oh, see? I didn't know that. There you go. Um... Oh, thanks, Wikipedia. There's not just a list of their names. No, there. I know what they are. Oh, here uh, we go. I got them. Uh, okay. If you got, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, there's soul, mind, power, uh, time, space, and time. Yep, and reality. Right? And reality. Oh, and reality. We've been introduced yeah. to how many of them? Uh, 
Power. They haven't named them all, but so far they did though. Power. They said mind. like the um. Because there's oh. Loki's staff, the Tesseract. Well, Loki's, and then... all, right, all right, hold on, hold on. Okay, we've got red, which is power, and that was in Thor 2. Okay. Um, yellow is reality, and that was the vision. No, because they oh, no, gave that's, that's... vision the mind gem. They, I think the colors are different in the yeah, movie. Yeah, they are. Because, because I think, is... I would say the power stone is the one we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy based on what it can do. Okay. And I would say the ether is the reality one based on what Malekith wanted it for, but neither of those movies did they say what they were. But based oh, on what the ether was supposed to do, I would say that would be reality. The Tesseract would be space, and that um, uh, the purple one would be power, and we know that the yellow one in the Vision's head is is mind. Okay, yep, you're right. Here, we, I got it right here. Space Stone is blue, and we saw that in the first Avenger and in mm-hmm. the Avengers. Uh, Mind Stone is yellow, and we saw that in um, actually we this see one. It, yeah, this one. And actually, I guess they say we see it in the credit scene in the Winter Soldier, which Danny mm-hmm. has not seen. Um, no, right? Nope. <laughs> he wouldn't know. Still haven't. <laughs> Go uh, watch it. What yeah, are you but, doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys keep interrupting. <laughs> pause. Uh, we're just providing you with commentary. Um, the Red Stone is the Reality Stone, and that was with uh, Thor: of The Dark World. Uh, the mm-hmm. The Ether. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you're right. Power Stone is, is purple, which we saw in Guardians. And then mm-hmm. also we saw in Guardians the time and the soul stones, uh, green and orange. Uh, uh, we saw them, but they weren't. They, they don't explain they, it or. Yeah, we haven't seen. We have saw like their history or whatever. Right. We saw the history of all the Infinity Stones. Right. Um, and we're building towards Thanos trying to collect them. Um, uh, I don't want to go into where they all are right now. It doesn't matter. Um, Howard the Duck has them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't come back. I, I could care less about Howard <laughs> the Duck. Uh, but I am excited for Guardians 2. Uh, of course. As long as they bring back Leah Thompson, I'm okay with it. Leah, okay. Now we're not going far that far back. <laughs> okay, fine. We're not doing a Howard the, Duck, movie. Howard the Duck George Lucas retrospective. <laughs> um, okay, so we're leading towards the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity War uh, mm-hmm. which is a two-part Avengers event, which they're starting to film probably in about a year. Uh, they're doing Civil War right now, and then they're going to take a break. And then I think about winter, they're going to start doing nine months of Infinity mm-hmm. War. It's going to be uh, a long shoot. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy because of all the movies. There's movies that come out in between that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to run through it real quick because uh, we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. Um, so for or for Marvel movies, we have Ant-Man in July. And then we have Civil War coming in May of 2016. And then we get Doctor Strange. Uh, it was announced actually today, we can talk about it now, that uh, Mar- Martin Freeman from Sherlock and The Hobbit and... Mm-hmm. Um, what am I forgetting, Danny? What's my favorite? Uh, the World's End. No. What? No, that's not my favorite. <laughs> oh, he's good in that. Uh, he's good in that. Uh, no, what's the, the movie he did with most deaf? Um Oh, uh, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, that movie. As Arthur Dent. He's great in that movie. Anyway, he's going to be in Civil War. We don't know as who yet, but one Twitter user wants him to be J. Jonah Jameson. Which Yeah, right. I, that's the movie we're going <laughs> to get. That doesn't make any sense. It, it, it is the movie we're going to get introduced to Spider-Man. I doubt we're going to get introduced to J. Jonah Jameson in this movie. I read he's going to be on this. It's probably just a rumor, but the, the, what I saw was something about him being on the mutant, or not the mutant, but the superhero registration act 
board. He's okay. going to be like one of the main. Like a Not necessarily that that's true. It's just He's what I good read. At playing a bureaucrat. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Oh, he was also in the. He was the gym character of the BBC version of The Office. Right. Um, okay. He's been so, in many, many a thing. Yes, and then his partner Sherlock will be Doctor Strange in November of 2016. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty great. That's uh, awesome. And as long we, as they squeeze a fourth season of Sherlock in there somewhere, I'm all good. <laughs> I'm going to say that's coming out 2020. Uh, I can't wait that long. That is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a long time. Uh, then real quick, Guardians 2, Thor 3, and then Avengers Infinity War in 2018. And then we get Black Panther. And then we get Captain Marvel. Then mm-hmm. we get Infinity War Part 2 and then The Inhumans, which I'm having a hard time seeing how it links into everything, even with all the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff they're doing right now. Um, it's, it's kind of like the Ant-Man yeah. movie right now where it's just kind of standing out on its own as seeming to fit nowhere. Right, which is and how that's it, just the stuff they've announced. Like, they could still drop, like, three Daredevils on us in the time being, too. Oh, What's, Daredevil Season 2 is coming. It's yeah. already been announced. Can't exactly. Wait. So, Can't like, the, nobody really – were those things, like, things that people knew were coming out? And are those also going to tie in as well? What do you think, like, Jamie? Darede- You've been quiet. I don't know. Honestly, I don't have much to say about that's this. That's okay. That's okay. We're kind of speculating now. We're kind of outside your wheelhouse. That's okay. Yeah, this is the um, point where I'm just like, okay, I don't know comics that much. But, but I just wanted to get you back on the show because you've been quiet for a little while. <laughs> that's okay. I'll um, chime in when we do our favorites. Yep, we're going to wheel around to that in a second. But I want to get uh, at least Danny and, and Matt's ideas of predictions of who is going to be in civil war that we haven't heard yet and what side they're going to end up on to start, to start that civil war. And I'm going to start with you, Matt. Um, I don't think anybody that we haven't heard about is going to be in civil war yet. Uh, unless we get, uh, some small cameos by the Netflix people, which is possible, uh, not likely, but, as I'm, far as I'm concerned, but possible. Yeah, I'm really hoping for Daredevil at least. I'd, oh yeah, I'd love to see Daredevil on there, and he would fall on. Uh, I'm trying to. Rem- I haven't read Civil War. I just know it vaguely. Um, Iron Man is uh, registration. Yeah. Right. So Daredevil would fall on Cap's side. I I would have to say just because of uh, who you know. Matt Murdock obviously doesn't want to be found out, and. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the other ones, uh, Luke Cage and what's her name, Jessica, Jessica Jones, they don't wear masks, right. so I can't see. Uh, I guess it's hard to say, and I don't know where everybody's going to fall. I would say probably Scarlet Witch doesn't want to fall with Tony Stark because she doesn't like him, number one. And number two, <laughs> uh, she comes from a place where I think she would have grown up frowning upon that kind of, or that would have conditioned her to frown upon government control in that manner. So good call. Um, I guess, I don't know, Danny, do you want to chime in or I could change this question? Yeah. I think you have to alter it slightly okay. for me. I don't know as much about civil war as you I'm think gonna I might. Say, let's say this because we know this is when we're going to get introduced to the MCU Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think he's going to fall? And do you think it's actually going to be a big role or is it going to be like a, like a credit cameo or a small cameo? Um, it's, like it's, it's hard for me to not like go immediately cynical and just think copyright and like that kind of legal logistic type deals. And I think that there won't be Spider-Man. Well, it's announced. Like, it's confirmed. Oh, really? I didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I stand by there won't be Spider-Man. <laughs> if I have anything to do with it. 
Uh, <laughs> this yeah, they announcing I'm going to become a Spider-Man villain. Apparently, uh, uh, but yeah, let me just uh, I'll put it out there for those that don't know. He's confirmed it's going to be Peter Parker, and it's going to be mm-hmm. a high school-aged Peter Parker. And we're not getting an origin story, thank God. Yeah, How old is Daredevil in the Netflix series? He's uh, pretty young too, right? Maybe lower thirties, upper twenties. Mm, okay, old enough to be out of law school. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I don't know. I'll aim, it, I'll aim it to our resident Spider-Man fan, Matt. Uh, Peter's not gonna want to be registered. Period. And uh, as for how much of it, I think he'll be in. Uh, my guess is probably quite a bit. Honestly. Um, he is the center of the Civil War storyline in the comics. He he plays a big part in that story. And not that they're going to adapt uh, that story beat for beat. That's not how it works. I still think they'll adapt that beat pretty heavily, that Peter is uh, kind of a pawn in both Captain America and Iron Man's uh you know, ploys to win the Civil War, so I think he'll be in it a, a decent chunk, actually. Yeah, because in the books, he's one of the first to go unmasked, um, mm-hmm. and then he re- instantly regrets it. Right, uh, and I, I'm not into. I don't think they'll go that way in the movies. That's no. why I said Peter is probably not going to be on the side of of registering, especially since the Peter Parker in the Civil War storyline in the comics is older and has more. Uh, regrets about what he's done as Spider-Man has more thoughts about being a a superpower being, and he's not going to have that in in this new iteration. He's going to be a fairly new Spider-Man, and he's going to want to keep his identity pretty. Se- and I still don't think the Superhero Registration Act is going to have a lot to do with revealing secret identities because. Uh, um, I don't think, except for Daredevil, no superheroes in the MCU right now even have a secret identity. But if they have to register for whatever other reason, obviously Peter will have to give up his secret identity, which he's not going to want to do, I don't think, in this new iteration. Yeah, because in the books, he was uh, he actually already just gotten married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's that's our Civil War talk. Now let's wrap it up back. Um what your your top three is, and and does you know Age of Ultron has that kind of jumped into your top three? And I'll start uh, since I posed the question. Uh, Avengers, the first one, is my number one. Uh, number two was the movie that Danny hasn't seen called Captain America: Civil War. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it, guys. Uh, but it's that called got, Winter Soldier, not Civil War. What? Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, Winter, oh, I definitely haven't seen Captain America: Civil War, Dave. Uh, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Oh, it exists in my mind. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, you already no. have the whole movie mapped out. <laughs> uh, right, I'll have to sit down and watch that sometime, I guess. Oh, you don't want to get in there. Uh, <laughs> so it's Avengers, but then Guardians of the Galaxy bumped uh, Winter Soldier out for number two. And then uh, number three is Winter Soldier for me. And I really enjoyed Age of Ultron. For as much kind of complaining that we did, I still had fun watching it. Uh, I still enjoyed the movie. I'd give it probably a seven out of ten. Um, wow. But it's definitely it's not it's not in my top three, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, let's go to Danny. Oh, okay. Um, definitely number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Avengers is probably number two, and I yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, I'll put Iron Man as three. I really dug that first Iron Man movie. Sure, um, started everything. 
Yeah, mm. they, they, they did a great job of it, and it's a good uh, movie. It's a yeah. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I have seen it out of all of them. I've definitely seen it the most because it's just. It's a very good self-contained little movie too, because they didn't know it was going to be anything. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting to watch it. Yes, so. you're right. You're right because everything could have failed if that movie failed. Their plans of you know just the one throwaway of Nick Fury at the end was really all it had to build the bigger universe. Um, and we saw Iron Man three together when you were visiting, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll say I've never seen a person more angry at a movie than when me and Danny left Amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> oh my god i've never been that angry since and i've seen so many worse movies that movie just made me so angry he for was some reason he was sitting in my living room while i was writing the review in my kitchen and he's like you need to say this because it was this bad and like i'm like I, i'm not putting that in there <laughs> but uh i had to throw that part in there uh all right jd do you want to go next or do you want to wait uh well it doesn't matter because I was literally about to say what exactly Danny said so oh, okay <laughs> oh awesome cool yeah not even joking <laughs> I think Guardians is easily my favorite followed by the Avengers and Iron Man just killed it and yeah these, this I, is like the, I, and those are three movies that like entered my top like favorite movies they're not even just like in comic book or Marvel movies they're just they're very good movies and that's what mm. I like about them let me give you mm. my five cent review of uh, Winter Soldier. It's it's not even a, a superhero comic book movie. It's like a a, a spy movie. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's a James Bond kind of like deal. It's so you know I'm gonna say the, say it again, JD. It's so good. Um, so, so good. <laughs> so good. I was accused of saying that way too many times in our last geek out, but that's fine. I probably uh, say that a lot too. Uh, but it, I, I really can't wait to see what you guys think when you see it. Because uh, I, I want to know if it bounces into your top three. Uh, maybe edges out Iron Man or something. But uh, all right, Matt, what do you got? Uh, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Thor. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, Thor. Ooh. He's a Brana mm-hmm. fan. Oh, Kenneth Brana is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, I no, thought it that, was. A, I, I mean, that first Thor movie is for what he had to deal with. Man, that's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to establish. He did a great. And job I mean, with it's that. it's Shakespearean. The the relationships <laughs> between the father and the son, the relationship between the the two brothers. It's I think it's a gorgeous film. It's definitely my you know, like I said, right up there in my top three. Yeah, I enjoyed Thor a lot. That's that's a good choice. Um, mm-hmm. And then I didn't ask all three of you. I'll start. So I'll start back with Danny. Out of ten, one to ten, where's your grade on Age of Ultron? Well, like, here's the problem with anything. Like, it, by these types of movies are very much like for my opinion on them is formed by bias. So, like, a lot of the things that people have a problem with the Joss Whedonisms of it, I I eat up. Like, sure. I love like every Joss Whedon thing. I I have seen everything the man will touch and. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, all that stuff too. Like anything he's tangentially connected to, I've I've gone out of my way to see, um, and 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 that influences my opinion of it a lot. And knowing now that he had less control over the final edit does affect my opinion of it, and it explains a lot. Honestly, um, uh, <laughs> I I would yeah I would say like six or a seven. Honestly, it's lower than I thought it would be when I first went went in to see it. But that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the crap out of it. It was. It was two and a half hours, and it felt like uh, it breezed by. It was very fast. Yeah, yeah. JD, one to ten. <laughs> I hate you, Danny, because you literally take everything out of my mouth. I would <laughs> give it like a seven, <laughs> honestly. That's all right. That's fair. I, because I think that certain parts of it were better than the first one, but overall, it wasn't as memorable. Sure. I mean, let's 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 remember that. It's that first time of seeing them all together is huge. Um, that's, yeah, that's I a, mean, that's 
And I think that definitely was some of the reason that the Avengers was so good. It was the fact that like this is almost the first comic book movie of its kind who's had a cast like this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right. What do you got? What do you got, Matt? Round us out here. Um, oh, I the first two times I saw it, I posted on Twitter that it was um, a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I think about it, it, it might be a four. Uh, I'd have Oof. to see it. I'd have to see it again. I didn't like the first one very much. Uh, I have a lot. I mean, I didn't hate it. It's still an enjoyable. They're both still enjoyable for what they are. But I had a lot of problems with this movie. Um, <clears throat> I didn't like Ultron that much as a character. I I feel like I was sold a different Ultron in the trailers I saw than the Ultron we got in the movie. Uh, plus, when I think about some of my favorite superhero films from the past few years, including the Marvel ones, they're just different types of films than this i mean i had a good time watching it but it's definitely not my favorite and i definitely won't watch it very much okay you know what i'm kind of upset uh with myself we didn't really even talk about the ultron performance no um <laughs> when i enjoyed oh, it yeah he was good he I, was yeah, yeah you, you, you could definitely see him in that which is very impressive yeah to kind of disagree with you but that's okay we're all entitled to mm-hmm. our own opinions i enjoyed it i, I like james spader a lot Mm-hmm. Um, not enough to watch that show Blacklist, but um, yeah. which I hear is good, but I'm not going to watch it. Um, but I enjoyed his performance. What did you think, JD? I liked it. I thought he was more of a compelling villain than Loki was, to be honest with you. I think Ultron was like the concept behind him and like the performance and the way he was handled made well made the movie watchable, to be honest. Interesting. Everybody loves Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's a good turn. Uh, real quick before we end, I would just want to get a couple responses from Twitter. Um, uh, we didn't get many. Uh, one at ob underscore two underscore Kenobi. Jason Taphorn says, as someone who didn't like the first, I loved it. Thought it was pretty good from start to finish. Uh, an interesting take. Um, what else? There was only like one more. Oh nope, that was it. That's all we got. Uh, we kind of posted this, or I kind of posted this late, so uh, we didn't get a lot of responses. But that's mm-hmm. okay. I think we talked, I was kind of worried that we wouldn't be able to fill an hour, and we're at almost two hours. So uh, we did good. Uh, Matt, you're welcome anytime, and we're glad. Oh, to, thank you. We're glad to be partners with you here in this adventure that we call Geekdom. Oh, for sure. Um, looking forward to everything you and, and Justin bring to the table. Thanks. And uh, yeah, Danny, episode two, congratulations, you made it. I did it, yeah. guys. I still haven't seen Captain America Winter Soldier, but I did it. God, dude. <laughs> yeah. dude, we've been sitting here talking for an hour and 40 minutes. You could be almost done with that movie you by now. I could be like at least a half hour away from the end. <laughs> and what an ending. Um, oh. <laughs> and JD, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank um, you very much. Even when you can't. Go watch Star Wars. <laughs> hey, that is it is coming. Just give me a couple months. Uh, are you excited for that? Me? No, uh, JD. Are you excited to oh. watch it? Okay. I'm excited, but I'm also dreading it. Well, it's like a double-edged sword. Are you afraid? So like what? Okay. I kind of want to get into this because this is a weird thing. So you're not going to watch any of them. You're just going to see the new one. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. What we're oh. doing is every week up until the 7th, I'm watching another Star Wars movie. 
Okay, that's also good, but also the I that's that's I, that's the perspective. I don't think there's a lot of, and that's, I would love to hear that. That's why I love it. Um, oh, it's it's going to be great, but I, I I don't envy you, JD. Lots of people love Star Wars, and you're seeing it now for the first time. People are gonna, depending on what you think about it, people might do it. Might riot Joss Whedon style yeah. at you. People, people uh, I know, and people that's and that's Wars why I'm like seriously. nervous. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Star Wars is the best. It's like the greatest." I'm like, "Well, like I love Battlestar Galactica. Like I love the new Star Trek." So I'm like, "I've seen a lot of good sci-fi over the years, and I don't know if Star Wars will live up to the hype." I'll I don't know. If you like the new Star I'll, Trek, you're pretty likely to like Star Wars. Yeah, I'll help you out. If you like Star Trek, you're you're very likely to like Star Wars, and it's not the best. I mean, that's that's hyperbole. It's it's. It's yeah. hard to quantify what is the best. So, as we record this, yesterday was May the Fourth, so that was Star Wars Day, and I had a lot of fun with that. But at the same time, I'm like, does it really need its own day? Um, eh. But I don't care. It's 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 any good fun. We're not getting off of work. Of course. For it. Uh, Where's the Ghostbusters Day? That's all I'm saying. Uh, that that died with Channing Tatum being announced as a possible person to play a Ghostbuster. Uh, I thought all the Ghostbusters were supposed to be girls. Oh, <laughs> go back and listen a couple of. So you're fired. Um, Megan McCarthy. Oh, sorry, can't wait. I'm behind. Um, it's okay, Danny. There's they're building they're building a Ghostbusters Marvel like universe where they're gonna. Oh no! Oh no! That's. <laughs> So I'm not happy about that. We'll <laughs> see how that works out, but uh, it's not gonna. I can already tell you. That's depressing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. We got some. We got some cool shows coming up. Uh, we just mapped out the next schedule of shows, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have a lot of heated debates, like we did last week, that made Matt turn us off because <laughs> he wasn't in the mood, wasn't in the mood to hear us talk about Batman versus Superman and or the nope. Joker uh, and all that. But that's okay. Uh, we're actually gonna dedicate one whole episode to the characters of Batman versus Superman, not the movie. And then we're actually going to do a whole episode dedicated to Marvel versus DC again. Oh no. Just to discuss the topics. Cause me, I love both. Um, I don't yeah. just fuel, fuel the flames, Dave, just fuel it. Yes. You know what? Everybody knows image comics is where it's at. <laughs> you know, to be honest with Guys, you, come it on ca- dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. And thanks guys for joining me. 